Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the Cross Country Campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. And if you were listening to last week's episode, you know we goofed up the intro because we weren't reading it. You'd think with this being (laughs) episode 102, 103... That we would have that memorized by now, but no, not at all. But we didn't, and we have it written down, and that's why I remembered it this time, but apparently I forgot to write 103. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's all right. No, I just didn't look. It's errors on my part. (laughs) Well, we are coming to you from a relative's house this week. We are still traversing Route 66. We've made it all the way to Missouri. Missouri. We actually are a little off Route 66. It was only a little ways off of the route to come and visit my cousin Julie. And so we are near Kansas City, Missouri, and we are sitting in her beautiful, lovely backyard yep. and enjoying the view while we listen come to, to a you mower. And hearing a lawnmower. I hope you can't hear it. <laughs> of course, it starts as soon as we start recording. But that's okay. You know, we're keeping it real, as it were. That's right. Well, speaking of real, one of the challenges we have faced on the road has been pretty terrible connectivity. Yeah, Wi-Fi. And I know, you know, we talk about this quite a bit, but I'm going to say it again because the place that we were for the last four or five days, I had called ahead because we were actually doing a Zoom presentation on Friday morning and I called ahead to make sure that I would have a good signal to do that and the man who answered said oh yeah you're you're so close to the building that your signal should be really great and if not you can come inside the building and their Wi-Fi was not really great. No it was it was (laughs) miserable. It was okay like Monday morning before we left I guess when the park was more empty it was all right but it was not enough to make a zoom call and i just again and again and again really wish that campgrounds would be uh, if they don't know what good wi-fi is i wish they wouldn't tell me they had good wi-fi i guess that's the nicest way to put it well the bottom line is to know how much you know they're all fairly limited let's face it we go to campgrounds because they're in places that are more rural typically right and more sort of off the grid and so we go to campgrounds to get away from it all and we do and i'm sure we know campground owners and some of them really do have issues wow that is a loud bird yeah some of that that bird has no issues with wi-fi (laughs) but some of them truly have issues getting anything more than a basic internet connection to their campground but in that case just say so yeah just be honest with us as more and more of us are on the road for longer periods of time or even full time and wanting to be able to use internet connectivity or needing to be or needing to really it behooves the campground to know what their situation is and yes i totally understand you don't know if you have a hundred spaces and 90 of those are trying to stream netflix right sure there are realities we have to deal with we scheduled this 
presentation that we did right in the middle of the day so that we assumed you know people would be out doing outdoor activities being out at the pool or something yeah doing something other than staring at their phones but it was quite hot and quite humid and a lot of us were indoors inside our RVs enjoying the air conditioning. So we were lucky enough to be able to go where my mom was staying at a timeshare and buy their Wi-Fi, yeah. which was quite good. And so we, we managed just fine. But, you know, again, as always, oh, where's that Starlink? Yeah. Yeah. We're, <laughs> come on, Elon. Let's, let's get some... Uh, the situation rolling. I mean, we are and the ready other thing, for good Wi-Fi. Here, as Peggy mentioned, we went to a place where her mom was staying, which is uh, one of those timeshare condo places. And there had to have been 200 rooms in there yep. with lots of families and lots of devices. And that Wi-Fi was easily as good as the really good Wi-Fi we have at home. Right, yeah. And they had no issues, you know, loading up on people and having great connectivity. And we paid for it. It was $15 a day or 10 Something bucks like a day, whatever the heck it was. But I would have paid for it in the campground too. Right, exactly. So it's, yeah. I think it's an opportunity. And also, you know, you say, this is not just the connectivity Gvetch session, but <laughs> it is also. We have three different cell phone plans right now. Yeah. We have AT&T, we have Verizon, and we have our FMCA Connect through Sprint. And none of them were able to, to do much. So even with our Wi-Fi booster, and I am going to look into a better Wi-Fi booster, or cell phone booster rather, because I'm not that happy with the Wii Boost that we have. Man, we started this thing off on a negative Whoa, note. let's change man, the subject. Man. Yes, let's do. <laughs> man, because camping could have saved our lives. Camping has saved lives. It has. And it saved the life of Jessica Ryder. And we are going to come right back and tell you just exactly how. Indeed. We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now, now that's, that's Stressless Camping. We are visiting today with Jessica Ryder from PullThroughSites.com and also the author of how Camping Saved My Life. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. So camping, how camping saved your life. 
How did camping, How did camping save, save your life? First of all, the easy way to find out is go buy Jessica's book, book <laughs> which is book. available in yeah, all the usual places. And I, I heard you also had an audiobook version. Yes, the audiobook version will come out later this year. Okay. It's in paperback format now, all the usual places, Amazon, our website, pulltroughsites.com. Just to start with my story real quick, I did not grow up camping. I did the Girl Scout thing until like middle school when then it wasn't cool anymore. So I got out of it. We never <laughs> camped. Fast forward to my early 20s and I married an avid outdoorsman. He grew up in a 1980s Coleman pop-up. That's what his family used every summer to go camping. Um, he also camped a lot in the back of a pickup truck with his dad, you know, hunting and all that kind of stuff. I did not grow up that way. <laughs> so when we were registering for things for your wedding, he's got the little register gun and he's like in the outdoor aisle registering for tents and all this stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, we're going to need a tent. And I was like, oh, no, surprise. No, I, I, yeah. Like I stay in hotels and he's like, no, that's not how we're going to go. So we spent the first eight years or so of our marriage camping in tents. And we had the big box store tents. And then we had actually moved up to a 27 foot long, a tent thing from Cabela's. Like it had two cutouts for stoves, you know, oh, wow. in this thing for two people. So we did that for a number of years, but camping in a tent is work. Oh yeah. yeah. It is even like I had a, an entire tote system set up and where totes would stay in the garage and, and everything else. Like there was a whole system there, but it was still a lot of work and it just, it wasn't fun. And then in 2013, I was in the mortgage business and I was running myself ragged, you know, even with camping, I would still, I mean, I was taking loan applications on the back of my hand wow. oh, on, man. <laughs> on the side of the lake, right? Because I was in a commission only role. Right. Yeah. So you got to answer the phone. I mean, Tony, you were in sales. You can't, you know, oh, you yeah. know what's going on. I mean, you, you, you just got to take the call. But I was in my, you know, mid to late twenties and I just, it was just work, 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 grind. And I never learned how to shut it off. And ultimately it affected my health one night um, where I thought I was having a stroke. Oh gosh. Yeah. At the age of 28, um, it started out as a headache and, you know, did the normal, take some aspirin, lay down. And then all of a sudden the entire right side of my body went numb Oh, and I couldn't feel it. And, you know, it was kind of a panic mode and, you know, you call mom cause she's 10 minutes away. And, and I, I do remember my husband, Rusty and my mom just kept saying, smile, smile. And I'm like, I'm smiling. They're like, your face is not moving. Oh, so it finally, it was like, we've got to get you to the ER. So did That's the whole weekend trip. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. And, and for me, I am pretty, I, I don't want to say high strung. I'm pretty type A, like I'm in, control. <laughs> I'm in control of most situations. Right. And so I couldn't even walk. Like I got down the hall, like scooted down the hall. And I remember standing at the top of our stairs with my mom behind me and Rusty in front of me. And this is detailed in the book, but like just standing there going, I can do it. I can do it. And then all of a sudden I just go, 
I can't do it. Holy cow. I couldn't take a step. I mean, it's six inches, right? I could not take that step. So yeah, I spent a weekend in the hospital and they came back and pretty much said, we don't know what's wrong with you. Software. Yeah. Yeah. Software. Error. Like maybe <laughs> you have some complicated migraines. Maybe we don't really know. Uh. And so that started kind of the journey of, okay, there's gotta be an outlet. Yeah. You know, and, and I was at that point, you know, 20, let's see. So yeah. 2013, I was almost, I was six years into my marriage. So we were kind of finally at the hump where like, I can start listening to my husband, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the first couple Wait. of years, like you're just two stubborn bulls going back and forth, right? That's how we were. Wait this is news to him. He didn't realize it even happened. <laughs> <laughs> Did your mind just expand? Up? I think <laughs> so. I think that that's like gold right there. <laughs> so I finally started listening that like I needed to find an outlet, but camping in a tent was not going to work. Like it was just too much it was just too hard and so not your we started outfit. yeah it's, if if that's oh. not your bag then it's it's work anyway and so it, then it, it stinks yeah yeah i mean there's some people who love it but you got to figure out your own thing yeah it was not for me so we in february of 2015 we bought a 27 foot tracer air travel trailer and it was perfect mm. and i was able to just start creating those systems for myself to make it as easy as possible. And we had that trailer for only like a year and a half. And it was because the original agreement, like you go in, right. And you know, all the campers that are out there, you want the big shiny one until you see the price tag. Right. And (laughs) so for us, it was like, I wanted the big shiny one. But two things, the price and obviously the truck to pull it. Yeah. And right, so right. We, we had had an older truck that was paid for. It was great. We knew it would be fine. But the original agreement was always if he was going to get a bigger truck, I would be able to go get a bigger camper. Oh, man. <laughs> so we both sacrificed in the beginning. And then about six to seven months into having the camper, he just did not like the way it was pulling. And he's like, I would rather, he's kind of one of those guys. I'd rather just go and get my money worth out of the truck now. Yeah. Well, it still has some life. So he traded it in and got a bigger truck and I started looking. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you got a bigger truck. It's time for a bigger camper. So in the fall of 2016, we ordered our Montana and we have a uh, 2017 40 foot Montana fifth wheel. And we'll probably be in this one for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's it, it was just that simplicity of the camper. It changed everything. Yeah. And so now, you know, I tell people, my camper is like my condo in Florida. Right. Like you, go, right. you go to your condo and you just walk in with groceries. I just walk out there with groceries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes it a wonderful experience. And it it's also, if you know that it's set up the way you like, it's really like you walk in and all of a sudden your whole appreciation of the world changes. It does. The, one of the biggest things that changed for us is that it allowed us to stay longer. Oh. So when you're in a tent, you know, you rush up there on Friday night because we're weekend campers. Like we maybe one or two long trips during the year, but that's it. We're just on the weekend. So 
you know, you rush up there on Friday night with the tent. By the time you get set up, it's 9 o'clock at night. And then it takes you so much time to tear down. And if it rains during the weekend, like you're out of there by six or seven o'clock on Sunday morning, especially yeah. if it's hot. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so we just didn't get to enjoy our weekend. And now with the camper, it's like, okay, even if we do get up there at eight o'clock on a Friday night, we don't have to leave until four or five o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. Usually here in Missouri, like checkouts around four o'clock for the places we stay at. So if we're out by four, we're home by, you know, six or seven. And we conveniently have a plug on the side of our house <laughs> and we just plug in. Yeah. Yeah. That's not have to worry to about unpacking or anything. Yeah. That's the worst part, getting home on Sunday and having to unload everything in, in the heat or whatever. Yeah, especially from the refrigerator. Yeah. Yes. Because then it's like, okay, you got it. You just got to do it or yeah. plug in, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's what's that's what changed the game for me. So then it, it did. It allowed me to get out into nature more, sit back, relax, put work away, and just be out there. You know, one of the greatest things especially for me, uh, again, being type A and controlling is when I finally realized stepping out of that camper and stepping into the woods, there are billions of things going on that I have absolutely no control over. Right. <laughs> I can't control which way the wind's going to blow or deer are going to walk through or squirrels or, you know, anything like that. Like I cannot control any of it. And it's, it's a freeing feeling for me yeah. to just be like, you know what? Let it be. Let it be. That's an interesting take on it. And of course, I assume and hope that you've been well since then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I dr drastically had to change my life. But um, and in the book, I really I, I detail kind of why I collapsed, why it happened, and then how I've had to rebuild life, not only with camping, but without camping. And then specifically with camping, I've gone into more, here's my system to make it easy because if it's hard work, nobody's going to do it. That's right. just the bottom line. Right. Right. If somebody is thinking about camping and then, you know, they see that it's hard work, they're not going to do it. Yeah. No. It's got to be easy. Yeah. That's kind of the premise that we try to set is, is set it up. So it's easy. And I think that's, what you're also, that's your messaging on pull through sites mm -hmm. is to simplify and, and make it an easier experience. Yeah. And I think it, it, to me, it all starts with what you want your camping experience to look like. So many people, and I think this comes, you know, husband and wife, if like, for instance, for me, if the husband grew up camping and the wife didn't, you have much different views of what you think your camping experience is going to look like. Right. I mean, if it was up to my husband, we would probably still be in a tent. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. So we have, when you have different perspectives, somebody's going to get aggravated. And then ultimately the wife's going to stop going. And then the husband doesn't like it anymore. And then the camper gets sold. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's not keeping people into camping and keeping them into nature and things like that. Right. So if everybody can get clear in the beginning of what they want their camping experience to look like, then the rest is easy. Yeah. 
The rest is so easy. That's a really good idea. I know one of the things that Janine Pettit from Girl Camper has said more than more than once is that her husband Rick is not a camper. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the impetus for that whole girl camper phenomenon, mm-hmm. the website and podcast and, and now the camper colleges and on and on is Rick doesn't like camping that much. Yeah. <laughs> so Janine goes out on her yeah, own. She just goes out goes on her and own. and finds the girls. Yeah. And that's perfect. I mean, people ask me all the time how, you know, in the fall, we typically do a week long trip and it's usually during hunting season that my husband is out, you know. And he will leave the camper at 4 a.m. And he's not back till 8 o'clock at night. And they're like, what do you do all day with no vehicle? And you're just in this campground. And I'm like, I do a lot of things. I walk around. I'll fish if I want to. I'll, you know, hike. I'll go for a bike ride. Like, there's so many things to just do. Or I'll sit and read a book. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I can't believe you. You just stay up there with him. And I'm like. Well, I don't, I don't know. This is just, how this it, is just what I, I want to do. Right. <laughs> I wasn't going to let him go without me, you know, depending on who we go camping with, there have been days where I've spent the vast majority of it in a zero gravity folding chair and beers show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magically how it's that like, happens, right? People, Hey, Tony, you want another beer? You have to ask. <laughs> yeah, and there have been times when there's a whole group full of people that I still sit in the camper and read because I'm not ready to hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am with you on that. I'm so with you on that. There are some times that I'm just like, you know what? I'm in the camper and the door's closed. I just need time to yeah. just sit need here. My space. <laughs> yeah. People ask us, they see our fifth wheel and they're like, how many people does that sleep? I'm like, two. Two. Yeah. yeah. Only. <laughs> so your website is pullthroughsites.com. That's not a campground with no back in sights, right? That's something no. entirely different. <laughs> no, it's entirely different. So, which is funny, the first um, camping show that we did so we sell a lot of apparel. And so I didn't realize that there wasn't a lot of apparel brands there. It was a lot of campgrounds. And so oh. people are walking up to us and they're like, Oh, pull through sites. Where are you guys at? And I was like, St. Louis, we're an apparel company. <laughs> 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 but the entire premise behind the name is just making camping easy and fun. Like a pull through site, you know, pull through sites are typically the easiest sites yeah. that you're yeah. ever going to find. And so if we can make camping that much easier for you and keep you in it. I think that's the key for me yeah. is keeping people in it and then creating that generation upon generations that just camp. One of the greatest things my husband has is, you know, his entire family including like his grandpa's brothers and sisters and cousins and all of them would all go to Beaver Lake, Arkansas every year. And they still do it in June. It's always the, the third week in June. Everybody's at Beaver. Oh. And so he has all of that growing up. And now you're seeing second, third and fourth generations carry that on. Right. And these are all people that, you know, they started out camping, you know, in station wagons and now, you know, they moved to RVs and then, you know, it's just kind of continued the, the tradition. And, <laughs> yep. but these are all people that have a great 
love and respect for the outdoors. Right. Peggy wouldn't have any idea what that's yeah, like. Yeah, kind of, that was kind of my childhood. <laughs> my mom jam, huh? camping and then we camped as extended family and friends a lot when yeah. I was growing up. Yeah. There was camping in, in our family, but not as much. But we still, it was, you know, we had our army surplus tent and, and all of that <laughs> when I was a little kid and there we were. Yeah. It's a different experience. And I think if people go into it without expectations, mm-hmm. and that's one of the biggest things that I like to preach is that, look, whatever the Pinterest mom is doing this week, you don't have to do that. <laughs> whatever, right. you know, grand design dessert that gets made in a Dutch oven, the first time you do that, it's going to fail. <laughs> You know, yep. if you have a class B van, you do not have to do yoga on the roof. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to do yoga on the roof. Like you, <laughs> I think there's so many misconceptions about what camping is supposed to look like. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't have to look like that. You don't have to be some boho chick living out of a <laughs> camper van doing, you know, <laughs> leg lifts on the side and no, 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 no. You can be a middle-aged woman getting out of your fifth wheel, just sitting there in a chair, reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you think would be a good way to evaluate the things that would make camping right for an individual? What kind of, I, I guess, pain points or tips would you give someone as they're looking at this lifestyle and going, is this for me? Well, let me do two things. One, I have a free download. I will share with you guys that if you want to put it in the show notes for your people, you can absolutely do that. But a couple of things that I ask on there. One, how do you feel about bugs? (laughs) They're going to be out there. So if you're one of those people, and I know these people that just freak out adults, scream, like a bug. And it's like, if you're going to do that every time, camping's probably not for you. Yeah. Right. Or get over your fear of camping or fear of bugs. The same kind of with, you know, other outdoor creatures. Like if you see a snake, now I'm going to tell you right now, if my husband and I saw a snake, we would, you would hear a scream. <laughs> but if you can kind of uh, get over it, um, you know, again, there's outdoor creatures. The other thing too that I ask is what do you expect it to look like? If your husband expects you to be in a tent sleeping on the ground and you're like, cool, I'm okay with a tent, but I need an air mattress and, you know, a couple heaters and this and that, you got to come together on what that's going to look like. The other thing that I say is before you even jump into a camper or anything like that, you have to know where you're going to go. Are you somebody that's going to take four big trips a year? And you're going to go 500 miles or more on every trip. Mm -hmm. Or are you somebody that's going to just take small trips every weekend? Right. Yeah. And that's something when we were, when I was selling RVs, we would ask them, what kind of places do you like? And what are your typical journeys going to be like? If it's like, oh, I'm going to go up to Alaska. That's a different story than I just go within a hundred miles on the weekends. Right. Yeah, exactly. And in the length of, you know, your camper, it makes a huge difference in that. respect. We're not, we're not taking our 40 foot fifth wheel out to a national park. No, we're just not doing it. Right. 
We were at a campground this weekend. I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny, but this guy took out the back end of his 40-foot fifth wheel on a <sighs> turning a corner in the campground, and he was just not happy for obvious reasons. Yeah. So it's like, that stinks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I felt bad for him. Well, and I think the other thing, too, that you have to look at is there's a much different perspective when you camp private as there is when you camp public. Yeah, And it, I don't know about where you guys are, but here in Missouri, most of our private campgrounds are very close quarters. They're usually like, some of them are just a gravel parking lot. Some of them, they just put an electric post between two trees, yeah. you know, and they charge a premium for those hmm. as opposed to our state parks and our Corps of Engineer parks, which are a lot more spread apart usually have more trails, more activities, things like that. So if you know, like you said, Peggy, like sometimes I just want to sit in a camper. Well, kind of know your yourself. Like, are you extroverted? Are you introverted? Like, how are you going to do with if a kid runs through your campground? Like, because it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So just knowing like yourself and if you're somebody that is, you know, gets irritated very easily, I really question where you're camping right (laughs) well and the other thing is like i really like sitting out under the awning i don't want to be inside in the in the trailer i want to be outside but that's another thing to think about are you do you want to be inside with their conditioning and the tv or would you rather be outside looking around at you know places you haven't been before so your own personal way of being with the world is is another thing Yep. And, and cooking is the same way. I mean, if you are somebody that you are good eating sandwiches out of a cooler, cool. If you're somebody that's like, no, I need gourmet and this and that, well, camping, right. you know, you can do gourmet, but you're going to have to have a camper. Like yeah. You're going to have yeah. to have the ability to do full on cooking. Well, uh, I know when, when we first got our camper, like I've never cooked on gas or propane. Oh. I, I always had electric growing up, so I never knew how to do it. And I actually had to have a friend show me how to light the pilot to get <laughs> you know, my oven working. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to bake a cake. Like, Why won't the oven come on? That RV oven is its own yoga pose. Oh, it is. It is for sure. But, and, you know, you learn kind of the tips and tricks around it. Yeah. And I've talked about that a lot. Like some people go camping because that gives them all day long to prepare a meal. And for people who love to do that and want to spend the time doing that, that's fantastic. Me, I don't like the kitchen ever. Like, and it doesn't like me. The feeling is mutual. So I love it. I love it. However, for me, if I go camping completely, you know, like by myself, I'm on my own. I eat cereal and and maybe a a fried egg sandwich. That's kind of my whole, that's what I eat. So me, as part of our planning for this trip, I had to reorganize all of the spices I wanted to bring to make sure I had all the right ones for different things. I love to cook because cooking means eating. So, and I love to eat. You'll appreciate this. We just spent, so we didn't camp this last week in Memorial weekend. We stayed home and we ended up smoking some kind of meat every day. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
So we had bratwurst, chicken wings, pulled pork, <laughs> smoked mac and cheese. We did a smoked apple pie. Oh, wow. man. We just had a feast. Nice. For two of us. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like a Traeger is in your family. Yeah. Well, we have, a, we have a pit boss. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So similar. But those are all things that we don't necessarily do camping. And that's right. funny because we go, we like to camp with groups and we have friends who bring Traegers yeah, We have and two such. or three friends that bring their Traeger and smoke meat all day. And so... What we do is, you know, bring some potato salad and share ours yeah. and they share theirs. It's great. Yeah. And it's no, that's funny. great. Peggy and I have very different opinions of potato salad. Mine, it should have bacon as one of the principal ingredients. His is okay. German yeah. and it's served warm and it's made with vinegar. Mine is oh. served cold with mayonnaise, you know, <laughs> yeah. different things. <laughs> We're more mayonnaise, mustard. Yeah, mustard that's more salad. traditional, yeah. but... And it's easier to make ahead. If you want to have German potato yes. salad, you kind of have to make it and sit down immediately and eat it while it's still warm. Well, but then you can make it over the campfire well, in true. a Dutch oven. That's true. Because, <laughs> you know, the principal ingredient's bacon. Right. Yeah, there you go. And that, Peggy, you brought up a good point. A lot of what makes camping easy for me is I do prep ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. So I will make a big batch of potato salad or a big batch of chicken salad or something like that and throw it in a couple mason jars or a Tupperware container and throw it in the fridge. Yep. And then I don't have to think about it. Right, exactly. We also, I tend to keep lunch meat and steaks and burger, like stuff like that stays in the freezer. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll use it this trip or next or whenever it's, it's going to be fine out there. Yeah. So keeping, just making those kind of things a little bit easier. So you're not just eating the same thing. You're not just having sandwiches and hot dogs right. all the time. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. whip something up before you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that hard. Camping exactly. for a lot of people, camping has a flavor like, Chili dog wraps. Like chili dog wraps. <laughs> I have really fond memories of camping as a child because my mom worked so many hours that at home, you know, we helped prepare the meals and stuff. But, you know, when we were camping, she wouldn't, couldn't work. And so she had time and she made us breakfast and she made cinnamon rolls and, you know, we got to make our hot chocolate. And it was, it's as much about remembering just this family breakfast thing as any other part of a camping experience. You're absolutely right. Every year we do a big friend trip. So there's about, there's about five couples. They all have children. We do not. And uh, it's fun that I get to be the fun aunt. (laughs) And now we're, you know, four or five years into doing this trip. I will have kids waiting outside my camper at 6am. Oh man. Ready for breakfast. (laughs) <laughs> we will do fried donut holes Ooh. Ah. so just cut up the biscuits you make donut holes you fry them and then they all the kids roll them in whatever they want whether it's icing or sugar or whatever and i'm excited this year because the oldest of the kids that like it i'm more comfortable with him doing the oil by himself oh so i was like oh i'll just set everything out there Yep. I'll sleep in. You guys go ahead and make your donuts. You know what you're doing. But those are the things the kids remember. Yeah. They don't remember the stress. They don't remember the 15, you know, the cute outfits you had to make them wear because you had to (laughs) 
put it on Facebook that you were can't, you know, uh-huh. they don't remember any of that. They remember the food and typically the playground. Yeah. Right. How was the playground? Yeah. So those are the things that I love. I love creating those memories, you know, because now that the, these kids are, they've been camping with me since they were, you know, six and seven years old. And now they're teenagers and they're like, remember that time that we made a waffle bar and you let me have um, M&Ms for breakfast? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. On top of syrup, chocolate chips, and peanut butter chips. Right. And your mom just looked at me and went, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. Who's sleeping with you? It's not my problem. I don't care. Oh, they won't be sleeping at all yes, until yes. the sugar crashes. So for the people listening, obviously we want to direct them to pullthroughsites.com and download your book. But any good bits of advice you'd like to share with our audience? Don't overthink it. It's not that complicated. When you first get a camper, go to the dollar store. Don't buy everything under the sun on Amazon. Yeah. Go to the dollar store. When I first loaded our camper, I think I spent 60 or $70 at the dollar store buying the spatulas and the, the forks and the, you know, yeah. all that stuff that lives in the camper. None of that comes in my house. Right. Everything is a second set out there. So that would be another tip, like completely put a second set of things out in the camper, including clothes. Yeah, You know, as ladies, you all have the old sports bras that you probably shouldn't be wearing anymore. <laughs> Throw those in the camper, you know, yeah. like, that's a good thing to keep out there. And then beyond that, one of the biggest mistakes I made early on is I was like, oh, okay, I have this camper now. It's easier. I could get some work done. And I used to set big expectations for things I wanted to get done every weekend. And I finally had to say, nope, I can't do that anymore. I don't have expectations for the weekend because I would always let myself down because I would, you know, want to go hike or I would want to sleep in or I'd want to take a nap or whatever or hang with friends, you know? And and it's like, I had these expectations of what I had to get done or what I wanted to do or what the kids were going to do or all this stuff. When you finally just let go of expectations and just let the weekend flow, it is again, very freeing and it will make the experience that much better. Yes. And I know so many people worry about, cause I've heard it from friends. Like, what if it rains? You know, what am I going to do? What if the kids run out of things to do? What, what, you know, they're so worried about like the kids running out of things to do or getting on their nerves or things like that. And I'm like, there, there are countless things you can do. If it rains, make a blanket tent in your living room and set up a popcorn bar and, yeah, and have that's a movie good day. idea. You know, yeah. like you can do something like that. Or if you're outside and you know, I said, um, one of the things I posted last week, a couple of last minute things, you know, to make sure you have for your, your holiday weekend. And I was like, glow sticks and people are like, glow yeah. sticks. And I'm like, kids love glow sticks. They sure do. Kids, nothing. I love glow sticks. <laughs> but the great, one of the things that, you know, they love to do, or at least they've done the last couple of years, is they put them all through their bikes. Yeah. Right? And then ride around. You give them, hey, don't go past this camper or that camper. And then you constantly see them. And they can yeah. ride till 930 at night. Yeah. You know, while you're sitting, but Tony, while you're sitting back in the zero gravity chair and you have your drink of choice (laughs) and you see the glow stick go by a couple times and you know, the kids are good. Another fun thing to do with glow sticks is you get 
uh, uh, water bottles, empty ones, yes. and you put the glow sticks in them, and you have after dark bowling. Oh. Oh, <laughs> so we're, we're talking like a kickball here that you use. Yeah, you could use it. You know, any ball that that happens to be along for the journey, and just do like bowling. If there's a grassy area, or turn just your even bottles your, into pins. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I like Thanks. that. See, but again, it's glow in the dark bowling. Let yeah. them use their imagination. Let them be yes. creative. Yes. You don't have to plan every single thing for your kids to do. Like. Some good friends of ours, their daughter is um, four. She'll be five later this year. But their first couple of trips, and she's been camping with us since she was four months old. And they stay in our camper and everything else. But I would say the last two years, every time they come, I mean, half their truck bed is full of stuff for her. <laughs> and half of it doesn't even come out of the truck bed because she's, nope. we're off doing this or we're hunting, you know, we're hunting snipes or we're, yeah, we're looking for this <laughs> rare leaf that you know is out there, you know, but that's a good that's a good hour and a half looking for that rare leaf. Right. You know, or or that one special rock, you know. So let go of the expectations. Make it easy. I've got if you need, I always tell people if you need help with the system to create, I've got so many things from a last minute bag that hangs on our door throughout the week to, you know, again, a second set of everything in the camper. It can be extremely easy. I mean, we're sitting here on Tuesday. We might go camping this weekend. We might not. We might not make the decision till Thursday night. <laughs> we don't know. That's yeah. one of the beautiful things that's about having great, an RV. Yeah, that's a great thing about having it out there and packed and ready to go. Yeah, it's is, waiting for you. Hey, we don't have to do anything tomorrow. Let's just go camping. Let's yeah. just go. And, yeah. and we've been on. We've definitely done trips where we've just packed up and went. And. Most of the time, you are probably no more than an hour from a store. Yeah. So if you've got the yeah. basics already in there and you forget, you know, two or three things, hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we're camping in the middle of the Sahara Desert. No. <laughs> no. I mean. Unless you're camping in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that there's one thing, one thing that if we forgot, we would have to turn around. And it actually happened a couple of weeks ago. My husband, Rusty, is a type one diabetic. And uh, yeah. I usually grab his insulin. And for whatever reason, I did not. Forgot, and we were yeah. about an hour north of the house. And he was like, do you have my insulin? And I went, huh, nope. Nope. This, <laughs> looks like, this looks like a good exit to turn around. Like, we have to get <laughs> and you know what? Two weeks before that, we completely forgot our camper keys. Neither oh, one of us man. had keys. Oh, man. And we still <laughs> camped the entire weekend. Like, it was, we just made it work. And so... Most anything that happens and you have to remember that things are going to happen. Yes. You know, yeah. things are going to happen. Yep. And yeah. I think people, people put a lot of, I don't want to say hope, but they expect that this thing that you're hauling down the road at 70 or 80 miles an hour is not going to rattle loose. <laughs> like, <laughs> these are going to rattle loose. Yeah. It's more of a surprise if we get somewhere and our stove hasn't fallen apart. <laughs> our right? stove is uh, like I've done Loctite. I've done everything I can. And still the stove is the magic falling apart machine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So again, expect the unexpected. There's no reason to get crazy about it. You guys have probably have it, have had it. I, we've had it too. The, the yelling matches where we're yelling over this and we're yelling over that and, 
Most of the time it has to do with backing up. <laughs> we've we've kind of got a system down with that now. Although I did accidentally back him into a tree. A couple, I'm telling you, our we our year this year has just started out a little rocky. Like uh, we got insulin, we got camper keys. I backed him into a tree, and it was just kind of that the bumper grate that folds down. You know, yeah, barely hit a tree, and I was like, "What was that?" And I went. Oh. That was a tree because oh, I was watching the tire and this and that. And I didn't... Yeah, there's a lot of pieces moving around. Yeah. But that's the thing. There's so many things moving around. If you just have a system, you know, here we are six years later of having a camper. We have a system down between the two of us. Yeah. You know, how I get out, what I grab, what I make sure that, you know, we're ready to go lined up, all that kind of stuff. Yep. You just create those little systems. It goes smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're always a big advocate of checklists, checklists too. Yes, and you know, we actually recently did a video on our YouTube channel of the mental checklists that each of us do. So, oh. you know, because you have your checklist, right? But there's always those two or three little things that you check off in your head. Like for me, when we pull out of the driveway, before we pull out, before I even get in the truck, I take a look down the side, make sure all of our slides are in. I just kind of look at the jacks, make sure those look good. You know, they're all the way up and things like that. And I always ask, are the lights on? Are we good? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's those, yeah. those three or four little things that aren't necessarily written down on a checklist that we check off, but like we just run through our heads mentally. Yeah. See, those are on our checklist, but because we've been doing it for so long, sometimes we, you know, we're like, oh, we got this. We don't need a checklist. And then we do one thing wrong. And then I'm like, nope, we go back to the yeah. checklist. Start over, get on the <laughs> or sometimes, yeah, someone will interrupt you as you're packing up and you're like, where was I in the, and if you have the checklist, then you're like, oh, I got seven things done. I have five more, whatever the yeah. number happens to be. Yeah. Well, Jessica, this has been terrific. And of course we will advocate anybody go get how camping saved my life. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for your time and for joining us on the Stressless Camping Podcast. Thank you, guys. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course, they charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page. And you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. Well, thank you, Jessica. She gave us some great tips. She really did. They were really great tips. I'm just really pleased to get to know her and find out her story, but then also take some notes on some of those ideas that she had. Absolutely. We kept going through Route 66, as you well know, and we already have plans to spend at least one month in Arizona and possibly a month in New Mexico. Yeah. And I mean, this is this trip taught us that we were traveling way we too were... fast. And, you know, people that are full timers have told us their first year, they always travel way too fast. And it's not that we didn't heed their advice. It's just that, well, we're not full timers and we had somewhere to get and we just went too fast. So even right. though we believed them and we listened to them, we still didn't quite get it right. Yeah, but the <laughs> other thing is I have heard for years, oh, there's not much left of Route 66. Well, there's that. Bull feathers. There's lots left there's and lots, lots of see. curios. And there's even new stuff along Route 66. True. That's relevant museums, diners, curio shops. 
there's new stuff and if you follow our Instagram or our Facebook page or even go on our website we do try to provide fairly regular updates with lots and lots of pictures yeah so, so this week we pretty much spent in Oklahoma mm-hmm and we did a lot of fun things but we have a few that we want to especially tell you about that were extra fun for us in Oklahoma City we actually got to stay at the Oklahoma Railroad Museum in fact I'm trying to talk them into becoming harvest, harvest hosts, hosts yeah because they have the facilities for RVs and it's not something they're a stranger to at all so they are just such gracious folks they have a neat collection of some really unusual railroad if you're really into railroad stuff they've got some nice collection of locomotives and passenger cars and unusual maintenance away vehicles and cabooses and just a bunch of neat train yeah. stuff and then some of them aren't don't look like train cars on the inside anymore because they're used as sort of museum rooms there's one that has all the little stuff and then there's one that has train layouts which we spent yeah. a lot of time in yeah. <laughs> yeah there's one that's outfitted with a railroad layout so it's kind of cool and then from there we went i have been following buck adam cosmic curio shop since it opened because the creator Mary Beth Babcock who is the three coolest people there are <laughs> she has created this new version of a muffler man that is holding a big silver bomb and bought this old vintage gas station and has just fixed it up all route 66 so it's actually on route 66 right and you know tony's been on a quest to see all the muffler men on route 66 and most of those are vintage muffler men that are repurposed but not buck adam no buck adam is a brand new muffler man but in the same style and out of a copy of the mold of the original right. muffler man and so you can go there and see buck adam you can even buy a little buck adam and we did and <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes to their curio shop but you can buy their cool curios but just go there i mean it's she, so is, cool. she was so cool we spent so much time there and just one of the neatest people we've met on this right. trip and that is actually in Tulsa but we also stopped in Clinton Oklahoma and had lunch at a Route 66 diner and they pretty much convinced us that it would be ridiculous not to go back and go to that museum the Route 66 yeah, museum that's right. and they were right the Clinton Museum it's it's the only one we've stopped at really since Arizona it was extremely although there is like well a museum done. in every town yeah. <laughs> along the route no we stopped at the one in Arizona yeah oh. yeah but the one in Clinton Oklahoma I can we can highly recommend that one because we did stop there and it was really it's great It's just really well done a lot of depth there and then we spent a few days on Monkey Island indeed <laughs> we stayed at the Monkey Island RV Resort my parents have a timeshare on Monkey Island this is in Afton Oklahoma and I never did find out why they call it monkey island no but we decided it's because they let monkeys come and play <laughs> yeah when they let our family but we Ouch. i love i love the island because when you first kind of enter the island on the north end it's very rural there's like cows and pastures and then the farther down you go it turns into golf courses and resorts so it was a really 
lovely place on Grand Lake, kind of entwined into Grand Lake, and we spent a little time on the lake and time at the resort and at the RV park and had a good time hanging out with family. Yeah, and also one of the things, I used to do a classic car podcast, and I got to speak with a guy named Daryl Starbird, and Daryl Starbird is one of those keynote customizers from the 1960s, like George Barris and Gene Winfield and Ed Big Daddy Roth and all of those guys. He is one of those, and he's very much alive and very much still practicing the craft, <laughs> and he, on Monkey Island, he has a museum that he built to Well, just honor. north of. He was, yeah. Technically, he was off the island. But to honor these customizers as well as show off some of this incredible work that he does, most of which is in metal, full metal. So a lot of the customizers are using fiberglass, but not guys like Starbird or Winfield or those kind of people. So, gosh, this collection, it's 15 bucks to go tour. His granddaughter was running it because he was out doing something else and still just doing what he does and doing it so well. And so I'll put a link to that podcast episode. It was linked in our Instagram to where we talked to Daryl Starbird himself and just cool cars and a cool experience. Yes, yeah. All right, so we have a gadget this week. <laughs> yeah, we we only have one this week. I'm not going to call myself a gadget, even though I still spend a lot of time looking at the phone as yeah, we travel. Yeah, she really does. But we got yet another Ryobi tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. This is a relevant RV gadget, in my opinion, because it's a Ryobi stick vac that uses those same Ryobi OnePlus batteries as everything else. And this little vac can be like a dust buster, or it can be a full-on vacuum with a spinny brush. And it's a cool device. It's small, good suction, easy to clean. The one complaint I have about it is it's got like a trigger and it's like a hair it's trigger. It's like a hair trigger. It turns itself on really easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it seems very efficient but with batteries. it's a light, nice vacuum. It doesn't take up much space. It uses that same battery that we have. Dozens For of lanterns tools. and drills and yep. all that other stuff we bring with us. And so we have a much cleaner floor than we've had recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Road dirt. Because we like to play with our new toys. So yeah, it's a cool little thing. I I'll write a review and post it on the website and put a link. All right. So last week, our question of the week was, and I still don't really know how to word it, but what do you travel for? Why do you, what do you like to... What is your travel inspiration? Inspiration. Okay. Travel inspiration. inspiration. That's a good way to word it. And we, of course, as you know, right now we're traveling for Route 66 and Muffler Men. <laughs> we also often travel looking for breweries. And, and if we know we're going to yep. be at a destination, we look for a brewery to visit while we're there. And so that was our question. And Tom and Chris both said they like to go to places that have great hikes. And Tom likes to be near water. And Chris likes to see grand scenic views. So you go guys we're gonna sit and drink a beer while you guys right. go hiking man we found some great <laughs> beers on this trip too oh yeah breweries yeah. anyway tiffany likes to stay at camp where there are mountains and lakes and pat likes to go anywhere new but especially to visit distilleries i'm in with that so right we could do we can roll that right into our breweries and pretend they're all the same because right. we would do that and then david likes to go where there are natural mineral springs and waterfalls which we have also enjoyed very much when we have come across those yeah 
So our question of the week for this week is, what is your guilty pleasure to do or take camping? What, what is something that you take or you like to do when you're camping that, I don't know, maybe some people think is over the top and not necessary or whatever, but you just got to do it. So where would I weigh in on the question of the week? Well, you could weigh in and read all the comments on Ooh. the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, so that's there on Facebook, and we can find a link to that and all the places that we are social on the Stressless Camping website at www.stresslesscamping.com. That's also a place where you're going to find discounts, deals, articles, our podcast, and gosh, a whole lot more. Right now, you're seeing a daily update of our road trip. Sort of. Well, ish. Daily ish. <laughs> pretty daily. And also, when you're there, it will ask you the first time you visit if you'd like to join up for our newsletter and if you don't decide you want to do it then and you decide later just look at the bottom of every page sign up for our newsletter and once a week that's all we do that's it we'll send you a newsletter we won't sell your address to anybody or use it for anything else we just use it to keep in touch with you and let you know that our podcast is coming out and anything else that we find in rv news that seems relevant to camping and rv life yeah it's kind of cool like that. <laughs> so don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts. And that's another place where you can leave a review. And as you know, those reviews are very, very helpful in spreading the word and getting us great guests and telling others that we're out here telling these RV stories. So That's right. So join us. Subscribe on any podcast app. We're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. We sure are. We appreciate your putting us in your ears and joining us on our Route 66 journey. Journey and happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping.